because we are actually live right now on Prince Alex Stein's <laughs> YouTube channel, but we are also recording for the Black Pills podcast. So enjoy this one. I'm your host, Shane, joined as always by Ken the Cocoa Bomb himself. What up? Already alluded to it. We are joined by the conspiracy asshole, <laughs> master of the owner of the conspiracy castle. Royal best dressed conspiracy guy. Best dressed. I even had to put on my suit to, to you know, kind of match the energy, get on that level. Prince Alex Stein, how are you doing today, my man? Wow, what kind of introduction is that? That is too nice. You guys are way too kind for a bum like me uh, no, to no. speak like that. <laughs> But let me tell you something. It's always an honor to be with somebody else that is actually like looking into the non-official story. So mm -hmm. I just really applaud two guys like me. We're doing the same thing. We're trying to create content and have people on our shows and stuff. And so it's just, it's it's brilliant. You guys are two beautiful young men. And I don't mean that Thank as, you. you know, no homo. You <laughs> said we need more young men like you kicking ass and taking names because guys, really and truly, the kids below us are so screwed. These young kids have no chance. And I think we are like their last hope, like me in my 30s are, are these. I know that sounds maybe confident or something, but like we are the, the future's last hope because all these kids are so indoctrinated. They don't have a yeah. chance, dude. They don't have I a don't, chance, in my opinion. I don't dis I don't disagree with anything you said. Um, I just wonder, too. I always wonder. I kind of like, is it all relative, right? Where our parents in their 30s saying the same thing before? I don't know. It's fucked up. Is everything going on right now fucked up? Yeah. Was everything fucked up 30 years ago? I think if you ask somebody that was 30, 30 years old that at the time, they'd probably say, yeah. So I don't know. Well, well, shit, you know, they play the long game. This is like a slow roll into it. Yeah, back in like when our parents were. I see what were... you did there, Ken. <laughs> but even when our parents were kind of back in the day, like, yeah, their parents thought they were pussies. And then our parents think these younger kids are pussies. Now it's just kind of going along down the line. And the kids are getting softer and softer. They don't think for themselves anymore. They're waiting to be told. I mean, well, shit, we were, we were talking about, like, coaching. These kids just, like, don't listen anymore. No, you guys are spot on because think about it. We didn't have to get drafted into Vietnam. You could argue that, you know, yes, we are way yeah. more sensitive than, than uh, past society. But, guys, this is their plan. I know this sounds crazy. We can get all in the weeds. You're like, we're just starting this off. But what is going on right now is they're trying to use any sort of method to control us because they realize the population is going to boom. So, uh Basically, they're going to do whatever they can to take away our rights. And, and in the future, what they want is the new world order. And you're like, what is a new world order? That's a global control of the world. No, go ahead. Sorry. So what do it you want to say, Shane? No, it is. And you're right about that. I don't disagree with that. But my thing is we have to start kind of looking at it the other way. And what do I mean by that? I mean, everything you just said, they're going to do everything in their power they can to try and control us, right? Whether it's... Uh, fluoride in the water, GMO in the foods, vac uh, vaccines, propaganda on TV, mind control stuff, all of it. The list goes on and on and on. Chemtrails, whatever you want to say, right? So now you got to look at it and say they have to do all of these things to get us to submit or to go along with the plan. I think we need to flip the script and realize if they have to do all these things, it probably means that we're a little more powerful than you want to, then you choose to realize. And I think we really need to start focusing on how do we take our power back and kind of mitigate and say, fuck all that shit that they're trying to do to us. Well, Ken, what do you think? How do we get our power back? You see, I'm not saying from your body language, I don't know you from an Adam. Ken, you seem like a powerful guy. You see, you got the beard. You seem like you got a lot of testosterone. <laughs> the way you talk, you're from Cleveland. You're from Ohio. You know, you're in the snow. I bet you're tough. How do we get our power back? I want your opinion. You seem like you know. 
I mean, honestly, for me, it's think it for yourself. Even like look in the mainstream media and articles and all that shit. Actually read the shit and look what the hell what's going on. And that's kind of what I, I mean. I do the cocoa bomb shit, but I just literally look at some dumbass news articles that people, it's just all fear mongering. It's if it's not fear, it's race. If it's not race, then it's your health. But it's not, they're not contributing. Like you said, I lift weights. They never talk about that. They don't talk about getting out in the sun. Like I was just out there for an hour and a half today working out. I just always think it's think for yourself and don't wait to be told what the hell you should do. Act for yourself, think for yourself. And I think that's what's really lacking. It's the critical thinking. We're just waiting to be told. Just like the mask shit. Everyone's going to wear it until they tell us, hey, you don't got to do it anymore. Like, Dude, even, even the, hey, no, but listen to this. I'm in Texas. They said no more mask mandate. Everybody, not everybody's still wearing them. There is less because I'm a realist, but I'm saying there's like a 5% difference. And as a matter of fact, now even people are more intense about the mask because now there's more places with the signs. Like they've refreshed all the signs saying like, we accept the mask. You know, everybody's trying to show now there's new stickers on the ground. Now there's new signs. So now it's like a whole nother wave of anti-maskers versus maskers. So it's a whole wave of division. It's just ridiculous. Another division, yeah. So yeah. you asked you asked Ken, how do we take our power back? I guess because... You're obviously very aware of everything they're trying to do and that's going on, Alex. I guess what would your response to the same question be then? Man alive. How do we take our power back? Well, first of all, it takes with our personal well-being. It's like if we're in a constant fight or flight, if we're constantly depressed, that's how they want us to be. They want us to have constant anxiety and self-doubt. But like having you know, self-esteem issues is normal. So it's like, if you guys have self-esteem issues, everybody has self-doubt. It's just how much do we let that affect our everyday life? Because everybody's going to have it. Everybody has anxiety. But are we going to take Xanax? Are we going to pop bars and just, you know, become a zombie, uh, you know? Or are we going to take Are we gonna take ownership of our lives? So basically it comes down to how do we take, how do we take back our power? We take ownership. We don't give our life away. And, and that's the problem is we just, we just sell ourselves for nothing, like a whore on the street for $5. And we're worth more than that well the worst is they they virtue signal you into doing shit like oh like just like the mask if you don't do it you're killing grandma like they just always give that ultimatum if you're not for them you're against everything um let's i want to ask this i want to get away from the mask for a second because it's a it just well, it gets me fired it's up. annoying yeah. <laughs> it, it is fired up. ken loves mm. talking about it. i don't know why you just like to be mad ken stop being <laughs> mad take your own power back okay i gotta mm -hmm. ask though alex did you seriously call into Howard Stern with Hillary Clinton on the show and talk about the, Pizzagate? Oh, the hundred. Okay, so let me tell you about that story, dude. <laughs> yes, that's a perfect. Yes. Well, no, that's because that's a perfect story to tell you about my journey into truth. So, so I was just talking to another guy. You guys need to look into RV Truth if you haven't. But he's real. But yeah, let's not even get to RV. We'll get into RV. Yeah. But, 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 um, basically at that time, that was when I first heard about when I when I called into Howard Stern. I had just heard about for the first time in my life. Uh, SRA satanic ritualistic abuse mm -hmm. and I'm like what the fuck that's fake you know you know there's no way that's a real thing I mean in my mind you know you hear about it you're like no way no way so then I started looking into the evidence I saw all of a sudden there's this woman called Marina Abramovich who's like a mm -hmm. spirit cooker then all of a sudden, it, you know, it's this Pizzagate, James Alafontis. And what started it all was it was James Alafontis's Instagram. That's what started like the whole Pizzagate thing. If you looked at his public Instagram pages, he had all these weird jokes. And you got to remember, these are the eight years during Obama when he was like, he had nothing to worry about, no censorship. This is before all the, you know, constant warnings on Instagram. He was doing all these pictures with babies and money and like in Europe with like a little baby, but he didn't have a kid. You know, he's a gay man. No, I mean, that's fine. I'm just saying, why? Why would this gay man be with all these little kids which is weird that's weird in itself so like that's what woke me up i was like man i'm i'm a young guy i'm pretty hip to social media this guy just from his social media 
is weird as fuck. So, dude, I went into the rabbit hole deep, and I went into such a deep dive with Pizzagate and all that shit. I was sending, and, and this is why I tried it. This is why I became a broadcaster and try to help wake people up to this this conspiracy stuff. Because you can get too far in the rabbit hole, and and oh, yeah. I was. And that's what I'm saying. When I was calling into Howard, I was I was really locked in. Like I, I was at the point where I remember I couldn't really tell my dad about it. I couldn't tell. I mean, I could bring it up to my mom. My mom's hip, but you know, I'm not gonna be like, "Hey, mom, I've been reading constantly about satanic ritualistic abuse, Jimmy Savile." <laughs> you know, it's fucking annoying. You can't do that. So, out of everybody, I'm I'm Facebook friends with my old football coach at, at Highland Park High School. I was captain of the football team, not the head coach, but my defensive coordinator, who I was friends with, and I knew he was like liberal at the time. You know, he's liberal leaning guy. And I just sent him a really, you know, like message. This is like the first time I was ever like trying to like spread truth, literally. And this is to my football coach. Like, what the fuck's so random? I'm like, have you seen this Pizzagate stuff and Marino Bromovich? Because I knew he'd answer and I knew, you know, since he knew me. He's like, oh, yeah, it's totally. And I think that's debunked. And that's when I was like, I knew it's real. I knew it's like, like I, I just like, he didn't have the, I like really trusted his discernment, but I guess just him telling me that it was fake. And like, I could just tell he didn't really look into it. And for some reason, it also was a huge wake up call because I realized, hey, we can't tell normal people this crazy shit because even no, no lack of evidence can, can convince an idiot. That's just how it works. It, well, uh, shit. I, I remember when we did our Pizzagate episode, I was getting DMs and emails from like people that are, see look it's all debunked they're sending me like Snopes articles. Like, well, the fuck and, you well do if you, and at one point I don't know what would appear now but if you use if you just type in Google or into Google type in Pizzagate uh, the first article that would pop up would be whatever the title was but it basically says because Alex Jones is basically forced to come out and say because he was getting sued to say yes it was a hoax or it didn't exist however it was worded I don't remember but that was the first article that popped up but I think the bigger red flag. And this is kind of what led us down our black pill road, though. It's just like you said, Alex, when you you couldn't tell this stuff to people because they would look at you cross-eyed and be like, what the hell are you talking about? And I think that was part of the plan uh, to kind of smear conspiracy and make them look even kookier than they are. Well, you right know, now. wait, wait, I got to cut you off. You know that during the, during the Kennedy assassination in the 60s, the CIA yes. created the term exactly. conspiracy theorist to demonize somebody that was looking into the official exactly. story. So. Well, even the idea of saying conspiracy is a fucking conspiracy. Well, <laughs> so wait though. So I want to hear. So you, you, how do you even get through into Howard Stern to talk about this? Okay, exactly. So let me go back to the story. Yeah, that was a long story. So I was like deep into it. I'm, I'm telling my football coach, and he's like, "Nah, I don't think it's real." So I'm like, "Okay, this is real." And I'm telling you, this is at the point where I'm just like not reading it constantly, but I'm just kind of like focused on it. Every YouTube video before I go to bed, I'm watching like, you know, Jimmy Seville, like I said, all these, you know, in the dark, in the shadows, like it's really mm -hmm. dark shit, man. Yes, Satanic yes, ritualistic yes. abuse. <laughs> yes. So I couldn't sleep one night and Howard Stern, this is like when his show is kind of fading. So even though he's popular, not that many people are on Sirius and I, I stuck with him on Sirius for a long time. And that this is the reason why it's monumental too, because the football coach told me it's fake and then Howard told me it's fake. And that's when I was like, <laughs> I don't trust Howard. And I love Howard Stern. I worship at the altar. That's why I talk on this microphone. I want to be like Howard Stern. He used to be so funny. Now he sucks dick. And just like Jimmy Kimmel sucks dick. He was so funny on the man show. Oh, but yeah. let me tell you how it works. So let me tell you the story. So I'm fucking up all night, literally watching. I'm totally sober. I remember, like, I'm not even drinking. I was just kind of up all night. Uh, uh, maybe I took a nap in the afternoon. And so how Howard Stern works, he gets on at, at 6 a.m., I guess, you know, New York time. It's like 5 a.m. my time. 
I think I started calling at like 4.45. I'm up at 4.45 and I'm calling the Howard Stern show and I get through to Gary Dell. I get through to a guy. He's like, are you serious about the pizza game? I'm like, yeah, I think James Elevantis, you know, and and I'm like, "Uh, yeah. And this guy's like, oh shit. He knows all the name. I'm talking about, you know, Marino Abramovich, you know, you know, uh, I'm literally like John Podesta's leaked emails, Hillary Clinton, Molly. Guy's like, oh shit. So then I get to Gary Delabate. Been that horse tooth jackass. So I love Gary. I love him. You know, I love him to death. But he's a horse tooth jackass. He's like, "Are you being for real? Is this is this like a prank?" I'm like, and and I and I'm like so whacked out on truth, guys, that I'm not afraid, dude. I have this. You normally I'd be higher than certain. I'd be like, "Oh yeah, Gary Del Bate." Ooh, but I'm like, I'm about to expose motherfucking Pizza uh-huh. Gay. I'm like, I. I think I'm fucking fucking joking. Exactly. And my personality is so fucking intense already. I'm so I'm like, yeah, I'm like, Gary, no, this is serious, dude. I need to talk to Howard. Like we got to, you know, I got to ask him. I got to ask him. He knows. He's like, all right, we're going to put you through. And then little do I know now, because I, that was like, really, this is, that was in 2016. That was, you know, um, at a really chaotic time, but that was like kind of when I was like first getting awake to a lot of this truth. Uh, because what I and, and I'll get into what I first got into truth of Scientology, but let me finish telling the story. So then, so it's it's four thirty. I get through. I talk to Howard. He kind of brushes me off, and I'm like, "Oh shit, this is all real." Like Howard's running cover because this is how I knew too. I look back. Look at Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers. Howard oh, Stern. Yeah. He even spoke at her mother truck and funeral. And as soon as she said that Michelle Obama was a man, was a transgendered, and Barack Obama was gay, she yeah, died. Yeah. And then. Ha- and then Howard went and spoke at her funeral and virtue signal more than anybody in the world. That's just how you know he's a phony two-bit. Uh, and he's he's not as cool anymore. He's not the same guy he once was. I can't Real quick, that was my favorite conspiracy. I was all about that for months. Michelle Obama has a dick. I, You're still I'm about convinced. that. Yeah, I, I'm yeah, so convinced. But you know, but, okay, let's be honest, Ken. Now, isn't it sad that we look at one video from Ellen DeGeneres where her pants are folded? That's not enough. I mean, for me, what what makes her think is a man is her neck and her body size. But like, Dude, I just. I got- I got into the head proportions, the shoulder proportions. I got deep into this shit, dude. I'm like how convinced. deep, Ken? <laughs> yeah, how deep? As balls deep as Michelle gets in a bra. Yeah, isn't that weird? You're literally think about think about that. How gay that is. You're like looking up Michelle Obama's dick. You're like, does Michelle Obama have a? You would have never thought in the weird world, fucked up world we live in, and you were actually googling for a woman's dick on the internet. Think about that. If you actually are like, uh, if you're not, if you're not a crazy person like us, and you're like, oh, this guy's looking for Michelle Obama's dick on if the web. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it's funny. I can't believe you. <laughs> Four in the morning, five in the morning. You're like, I'm gonna call Howard Stern and hash out this PizzaGate thing. I was on one, dude. I was on a, I was on a heater. I was like, I'm gonna, and that's how we get in this truth game. And that's what I'm realizing. Alex Jones, you can see, I love Alex Jones, even though he's kind of a shill, and you know, he's you know, kind of works for Israel, this and that. You know, you got some. He's still a great entertainer. He's a great broadcaster, and you can see, like, he started off his trajectory is like, you know, expose, expose, expose. Well, guys, I don't think that is how we're going to actually make change. I think we got to, like, kind of ease people almost into this somehow because everybody's like a walking, talking zombie, you know? I don't so think one, one day we're all going to wake up. Is that kind of how you're approaching this? Like, you're kind of using comedy and bringing a comedic, uh, like, turn to it to kind of wake people up? Well, 100%, because when I was looking up content, my goal is to create content that I would watch. And, like... I'm getting better. I'm, I'm starting to create more content. But the reason is, is because, dude, it's pretty dark. When you're looking up this stuff, every video is like traumatic music yep. and like edits of like the world ending. And it's all this, you know, doom porn. And so I don't want to have a show 
where everybody's scared of that the you know the world's going to go into a FEMA camp tomorrow. And yeah, is that a re- is is that a reality that they could cut the food uh, you know supply off in one minute and everything could be shut down? I was just in Texas and and we had one snowstorm. You guys have it all the time. Yeah. Every pipe burst in this city, dude. Every, no water, no power. The streets were flooded. It was a shit show. You guys, it, it was just a Wednesday for y'all. It was 9-11. Uh-huh. It was Dallas's 9-11. Uh, uh, I mean, terror on the streets. Pets dying. Oh, my cat. I didn't see my cat in a week. It's dead. I mean, I mean, you, you think about all the small stuff that happens in a snowstorm, like sh- little shit like that. Pets dying. Uh, I mean, it's really a fucked up situation. Um, so it just shows you how fragile society really is. When you think you got it all taken care of in one snowstorm, knocks out Texas. I thought we're the roughest, toughest tumblers in the land. We're a bunch right. of pussies when the snow came. Wow. Well, Anyone let's... in the South when it comes to snow, you can't handle it, dude. Y'all come up here. Like, shit, we go down to San Diego. It could be 60 degrees out. I'm wearing shorts and a hoodie. They're wearing a fucking winter parka. Oh, yeah, for sure in San Diego. Well, so you, wait, we got to talk about a little bit about Cleveland. So I love Cleveland. In downtown Cleveland, do the guys still sell the hot dogs in the carts in downtown Cleveland? Like near yeah, the Rock and Roll I mean, up in, Oh, yeah. It's all over the city, not just near the Rock Hall. There's, I mean, there's probably, you'd have to look up. I'd have to pull up how many vendors, but there's probably 20 hot dog stands around the city, just carts on various busy street corners. Yeah, they're always out. I, I ate so many damn hot dogs. I went there for a weekend with my dad. I'm telling you, as a kid, I went on, not that like I was, you know, super wealthy or something, but my dad and I went on a couple trips and that was, a, we went to Cooperstown and, and we, in uh, New York and then we went to Canton and the Football Hall of Fame in Ohio. And so I flew, I remember like it was yesterday, I think I was like 12 and I was in a Southwest Airlines flight. We flew up to Cleveland, we were in downtown Cleveland, went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I ate Dippin' Dots. It was so much fun. It was me and my dad, I tell you, I remember like it was yesterday. I remember, dad, this is so cool. Cause I'm a little kid everywhere. Cleveland was like Miami, you know, I didn't fucking know. <laughs> did you it, Did you get stadium mustard on your hot dog? I was about to ask. I'm sure I got, I love mustard. I, I'm a mustard nut. So I don't <laughs> know if it's- Not that yellow sta- shit. Not, not that yellow oh, shit. Oh, oh, is it grape poupon? Is the stadium mustard no, like it, a, it's, it's, better, it's better, better than that? that. See, it's I can't, a, I can't confirm. See, I can't confirm nor deny it, but I'm sure if the cart guy, whatever the proper nomenclature dog sauce, my dad would have picked at the right. Dog I sauce. just, I just say because you know some people like a relish on their dog. Some people like this. I'm sure we would have gotten the Cleveland. We, I would go Cleveland style because that's how we do it. I, I let, I like to let the chef pick. Well, now food, you can you do know? it at home. All right, after the show, I'm going to get your address. I'm going to mail you some Burtman's own ballpark mustard. Well, yeah, right, I'll I... send you some. Oh, <laughs> hey, wait, wait. What the fuck, guys? The Cleveland Indians, the best movie That's of fun. all time, Major League, they can't change the Cleveland fucking Indians, guys. No, That's. I know it's done, but what the fuck, dude? Society is that sad. We can't have the Cleveland. I mean, the Indian is such a generic term. That's not racist. And then when it comes to the, the like Chief Wahoo, that logo is a the coolest logo in baseball, and they got rid of that. But okay. second of all, guys, Indians not racist. We're we're making things that aren't racist racist. Well, it's- dude, all this cancel shit's racist. Okay, so we're taking Land Lakes. She's gone. Uh, Uncle Ben's. He's gone. Yeah. Aunt Jemima. Anyone who's black that goes on a box or something like that, it's racist to use them. So guess what it's only going to be now? White people. Tell me that's not the most white supremacist shit you ever heard. <laughs> and then listen to this. This is even more white supremacist. So the first person to win a first black quarterback to win the NFL Super Bowl was Doug Williams, 1985 for the Washington Redskins. Redskins and, yeah. and, and now the NFL Network can't show those highlights because there's a there's a Redskin on their helmet. So now uh, the NFL cannot show highlights of the first black quarterback winning the Super Bowl because that's, that's racist because there's a Redskin. They can't show Redskins highlights on NFL.com or on the NFL Network. 
of Doug Williams, the first black quarterback to win a Super Bowl. But you know they can't show highlights of Lawrence Unreal. Taylor making a sack when he's high on crack in the Coke, NFL. Yeah. No and that's awesome. No problem. And, and I <laughs> love that. Saying, and I want to encourage drugs, it. Still sacking people? By all means, get out there. Do You belong in the Hall of Fame. That guy was fucked up making plays. What were you, sober and clean? Nah. That guy's the real player. He's the best. Well, let's talk, since we like sports, Cleveland sports, you guys have to be sick that Bill Belichick was your coach for a little while, and then he went to the Patriots. Or do you guys not even well, give it didn't, a fuck? It didn't, it, yeah, yes and no. It was a that was um, so the Browns left, if you remember. Yes, they went yes, to of course. So when they left, we lost Belichick. Belichick wasn't Belichick when he was here. A lot of yeah. people didn't even like him. They won like the best they did. I think they won nine games. They might have made the playoffs one year, uh, but he didn't. He wasn't Belichick here. So like. Like, why did Art Modell him? move the team? Why did Art Modell move? He's a cocksucker. He was He's broke. He's a cocksucker. That's he was, why. He was broke. He was broke. He used that money when they moved him to Baltimore to pay a ton of debt. He used that money to pay that off. I just don't know why the NFL would let the Cleveland Browns fucking move. I don't give a fuck who owns the team. I'm sh- At the time, if you know anything about the mayor we had at the time, too, like... Was uh, he a scumbag? Mayor, How bad oh my, was he? He never... So he never... He didn't go to jail. His bag man did. Um, but it was Mayor Mike White, so I have to assume something there got that whole thing done because once it happened, he was flying. So once Art Modell made his deal and he was out, like that night, Mayor Mike White was on a plane to the NFL to try and get the Browns back. It's just like there's so much shady shit that happened there that everybody was getting greased in that deal. And guys, you know, the NFL is the biggest occultic thing in the world, even though I love sports and like, yes. you know, people think I'm like the. You. But some of that Dramatria effect stuff, I think that is kind of fake. Like, I, I don't know how much they can change the numbers. That, that That's kind of, I don't know. How, but but then you look at Kobe Bryant, you know, he, he scored 81 points, his career high in his 666 game. So there's weird number stuff like that, that I'm like, fuck, that's kind of weird that he had his best game on this occultic thing. Um, mm-hmm. But, 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 uh, oh gosh, what was my question about sports? Regardless, the Dramatria effects, I just, I don't know how much credence I put in that. But when I look at Tom Brady in this Super Bowl, dude, it was guaranteed for him to win it because you look at Britt Reid who wrecked, who killed or not killed, but critically injured that child in a car crash. It was just so occultic. Tom Brady is a part of the new world order. I believe it would appear. It would appear that way now. I mean, he, he seems ageless, which is another one of the uh, uh, traits of all these Hollywood and occult members. The other thing that's weird, uh, I lost my train of thought. Was I going to say the weird? It's hard when you think about a lot of this stuff, but Tom Brady, something. How do you win that many Super Bowls? Like, he's a badass, but how? There's a whole weird thing about Terry Bradshaw back in, I can't remember the year, but Terry Bradshaw getting, yeah, getting admitted to have surgery on his arm or his elbow. And uh, back in, this had to be in the 60s or 70s or whenever the hell Terry Bradshaw was playing, but he used the name Thomas Brady to be admitted to the hospital. So Wait, just, shut the yeah. fuck up! So he had to go on a pseudonym? One of his pseudonyms is Thomas it, yes. Brady? Very weird. Hang on, I'm going to try and pull it up while you guys are talking, but it's a very, very strange connection. Like, why? Why Thomas Brady, right? And, well, and like, I, I want to, like, think that sports are all merit, and there is a lot of, you know, meritocracy to it, but when you look at, like, Tim Donahue was an NBA referee who got caught fixing games, it's so easy to pay off one of these refs. These refs can call a holding penalty, call a pass interference penalty. So, like, they can change the outcome of these sports. So it's like they, they, we put in all of our hope, and, and, and we should be sports fans. I encourage young kids to play sports. I think it's good. I, I think it, you know, is, you know, good for your character-building skills. But at the end of the day, sports are also a divisive tool to make us hate people. Like, for me to be like, oh, fuck the Indians, you know, it's fuck true. the Browns. 
Fuck Cleveland. Because imagine that. You guys probably hate the Ravens. You know, you probably hate Pittsburgh. The entire city can burn. I'm Philadelphia too. I mean, Pennsylvania sucks dick. Because I'm a Cowboys fan. The Eagles, and, and, and God, if I meet somebody from Philly, I'll be nice to them. But gosh, I, I think people from Pennsylvania are trash. And that's all because of the fucking Philadelphia Eagles. It's, How stupid is that? It's right? the truth. We say, well, Kenny, what do you call Pittsburgh? The armpit of America? The butthole of America, West Virginia's cousin. It's all the same, dude. Pennsylvania's it, worse than West Virginia. West Virginia is better than Pennsylvania, in my opinion. Yeah, lot le- le- less cousin loving because numbers are down. That's all. <laughs> at least they have at least they have the oxycontin factories in in West Virginia. Did you see that? You know they had uh, uh, so all all. That's another thing, guys. This fentanyl from China is ruining young kids. I had a very close friend of mine. I so I work for the TV show Cheaters, and that's a show where we catch people cheating on their husbands and wives. And like you know, I worked at yes, I worked as a producer on that show. You know, getting what the people the yes, yeah. finding Anyone? the people. Didn't someone get stabbed on that show? Yes, yes. But I'll tell you about that off camera because I signed an NDA. He deserved it. What he's saying, but. But what I'm saying is the host is this guy named Clark Gable. And Clark Gable was a badass. And his grandfather was a Clark Gable from the movie Gone with the Wind. And this guy, when I tell y'all, he partied. Like, he did coke. He did pills. This guy was a wild man. He was the type of guy that, I'm not bragging about it, but I figured I would never thought he would die of a drug overdose. You know, I thought he was like an invincible type guy. Which that's not a good way to be, but you know how you know that you know oh, somebody that like drinks certain, like that. There's certain people like they can handle their drugs. Too. He knows Ex- this concoction he's taken. He's good for the night, you know. Exactly, he's a pro. He's been doing drugs his whole life. He told me the first time he did cocaine was with his dad because his dad was like the son of this famous guy. So he had like a really fucked up childhood, even though he grew up wealthy in Los Angeles. He gets to be the host of this show in Dallas. Cheaters doing pretty good, making six figures. You know, has a decent life. Has a 19 month old baby. Has a wife. He likes to party. He snorts some, you know, he, he does a little coke. He takes a few pain pills. He, you know, likes to drink a little beer, you know, after the show. Hell yeah. Uh, but I'm saying, and yeah, I like to party too, but not like that. I don't drink anymore. I actually changed my life, but I will get into that. But listen, this is why. He got some Vicodin from a Mexican dude, some regular Vicodin. He just thought they were like some whatever milligram Vicodin. And they were actually pressed pills with fentanyl. So what he thought, he thought he was taking like, you know, whatever his normal milligram dose is. And it was fentanyl. He woke up dead. Woke up, and this guy was a. I'm telling you, he had he didn't a high wake top. up, dead. Hey, you yeah, know what I mean? He didn't wake up. <laughs> he didn't wake up, and saying, and he, and he, all from fentanyl, and like, uh, and that changed my life. After that, I said, hey, listen, I'm gonna stop drinking just for a little while. And every once I stopped for a month, I haven't looked back. And I'm not anti-drinking. Actually, I, I believe everybody should have, you know, experience. But me, I got to the point now where I'm so dialed in mentally. Well, what I'm talking about is my anxiety, my mental health. For me, I, when I when I stopped with the alcohol. My mental health went through the roof. So if anybody's out there, I'm not I'm not a doctor telling you, you're never going to get your mental health in order, I think, if you're always killing your brain cells. But that's just How me. long have you not been drinking alcohol for? So it's been two years. So it hadn't been that long. And I'm not a teetotaler. Like, like I'll puff the devil's lettuce. I'll smoke some weed. And, you know, I mean, I've done DMT in the past two years. You know, I'm not like some sober guy. I'm not telling you to be sober. I actually kind of encouraged to have a little fun. I'm just saying of all the drugs in the drug binge, and if you're watching Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, they're doing all those crazy drugs. I'm telling you, the alcohol is probably the most dangerous one. And I'm not, I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm not being facetious when I say that. When you get shit faced, you you lose all inhibition. You, you know, you make some of the dumbest decisions. Like, and 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 I get it. It's fun to have a couple of beers, but there's a there's a happy medium, and that's the problem is we abuse that happy medium. So anybody out there that's struggling with alcohol, just take a little break with it. I'm telling you, you might feel better, but. I digress. We don't, this isn't the sober show. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, you look like a doctor. You said you weren't a doctor, but you know, not. you're coming at me like if I was in the office. 
Well, I just try to tell because that, that like, like I said, I didn't really stop drinking. I didn't really have a motivation to ever quit drinking because I was like, like everybody, I just drank whenever the fuck I wanted. Why not? I'm not a pussy. I like to party. But I'm telling you, once I stopped, my mental health went from like just, you know, kind of, you know, middle of the road, looking at conspiracies all the time. I really got almost my anxiety levels just went all the way down. Um, once I literally one month, one month without alcohol. My anxiety levels change. You guys are in Cleveland, though. You guys can't not drink. You guys have to. Yeah, drink. I was about to say. I, I, I've tried to. I've tried to do that a few times. I remember I'm gonna take a month off. I think I made it 12 days because. That's it. 12. Oh, I mean, and Kenny, it, his it logic was a rough 12 days. T- tell the people about your logic. Why you pick February too? Oh, it's the shortest month, so it's like. No dude, shit. <laughs> 28 days to do it. But how's the bud? Do you guys smoke weed? Do you guys smoke any weed, or do you? Guys I, like, yeah, yeah. I do. I do not. I like it's, that. Uh, Is it good in Ohio? It's yeah. I mean, I got my. You know, you get your connections. You find someone that gets it good all the time. But is it legal? Me, no. Like no, Texas, no. it's not legal here either. Yeah, you go to jail if you have it here. We're still you a red be... state when it comes to that kind of shit. So yeah. But you coming. like I, you like John Cassich. You guys love John Cassich, right? Isn't he the old guy? Oh, Kasich. Yeah, he's Kasich. I can't even say his name. John I'm a fucking. Kasich. Yeah, he's uh I'm interested to see what happens between him and Dewine with this whole House Bill six thing, how that's gonna shake out. Yeah. Now What's the House Bill six? Is that the transgender bill or what is that one? <sighs> no, it has to do with nuclear power here in Ohio. Uh I think it's been what do they say, repealed at this point? Yeah, but okay, they're let's, trying to go through it though. But yeah. Let's get into nuclear. Since I mean you guys are interviewing me for your show, let me tell y'all, you guys gotta look into Crow Triple Seven. The, the idea yeah. of a nuclear bomb, guys, yeah, is totally bullshit. I, yes, well, they have I just, I just want to ask you with this too, though. You see the videos. What does that look like? It looks like a little tabletop set. And wait, this if, there thing. Is a, if there is a camera there, why the fuck isn't the camera moving when you see all these trees get ripped out, right. houses destroyed? But wait, that we nailed it down, man. It's staked in the ground. It doesn't even budge. Like not even the wind hits it a little bit. It's just like nope. Yeah. Perfect. So, are nuclear weapons are a psyop? Is that what you're saying? I mean, I think they have to be because you know the only place they ever dropped one is what Hiroshima, Nagasaki, and they had like the trains and 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 carts Dude, were running and, the next but, day. But yeah, look at those places now too. They're be- They're absolutely beautiful. Like <laughs> you would never know that a, a radioactive explosive explosion happened there. Imagine Baltimore. They need to hit one with Baltimore and just knock that place out, knock out the Ravens, and they need to build. That's what I'm saying. I can't believe I, we're not going to keep harping on the football team. But Baltimore, Maryland is not even nice. They already have a football team in Washington, D.C. I don't know how the fuck they convince anybody to take the Cleveland Browns, the most storied franchise in football, and move them to Baltimore. But I don't know why I went on back in Baltimore. But the nuclear weapons, guys, fake as shit. <laughs> so fake. It's all that's literally they told. Did they tell you all this in school? They said that we have enough nuclear weapons to blow up the world 100 times over. Yeah. And then yeah. think about that. And this, the same school that told you that told you told kids at one point, if that siren goes off, you need to duck down and get under your desk to save yourself from the nuclear bomb. That's going to the hundreds that we just said are going to destroy the world. But you need to get <laughs> under your desk. It's such a joke. Like, that's going to protect your ass. It's really just put your head between your legs and kiss your ass goodbye. But exactly, that, and you see it going on right now. This is exactly, it's the same principle. It's just they use something to drum up some fear, and then they get you to do some stupid-ass ritual, like go into your desk or put your fucking mask on or stay six feet apart. It's all the same script. It hasn't changed. It's going to continue like this until we started, how we started off the show, until we take our power back. 
Yeah, and, and, and that's like the big thing that you know Alex Jones talks about, but it's really that simple. It's like the power is really within us. And they choose they, they what they do is they manipulate us to turn ourselves off. Like yes, to, like exactly. we we are spiritual beings as it's 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 the idea that we evolved from everything came from nothing is the same mathematical probability of a tornado going through a junkyard and creating a brand new airplane on the other side. It's just not mathematically possible I, and to I think that everything came yes. from nothing. And then, and then when you think about yourself, it's like, you know, your parents had to have sex at that exact time to have you and this and that, all the things that had to fall into perfect place for you to be here. That yes, you might think that's an accident. You might be tricked into that, but that's not the case. You are meant to be here. I don't know what your journey is, why we're here. I, I don't know the esoteric existentialism of our life, but I know that if, if we just throw it away, that's wasting it. And, and, and that's not using our power. That's literally taking what they've given us and throwing it in the trash. We need to uh, take advantage and gratitude. That's what they want to do. They want to make us seem like we're nothing. We're just here. We're a speck. It's we're a mistake. We're not here on purpose. When we do have a purpose, everyone knows. People know that they have a purpose here on Earth. They know what they want to do, and not, not know what they want to do. But there is a real thing here. There's feelings. I mean, you don't have. You don't even shit, have man. feelings, Ken. What the hell are you talking about? Hey, you Ken, mean? you don't have feelings, Ken. You're in Cleveland. You're ice cold. Dude. You're cold hearted. Oh, let me grab a beer. I'll get some feelings. Exactly, get a beer, and that. And, that, and I didn't even realize. Look at look at uh, Shane's got that badass bar shelf right there, uh -huh. Shane. So you so are you like a bartender? You have a nice collection no, no, of no, liquor no. right there. I, I I enjoy uh, some He's good a drunk. old American bourbon. Yeah, I like. Yeah, so you're a bad, you're a hard ass. So you're okay, but I'm telling you, you got to be careful when you start getting drunk. And then this is my problem too. When I started, when I was really drinking and, and getting first into conspiracies, you get shit faced at the bar and you start talking about, you know, they faked the moon landings. Like I can control myself you, sober, but have you done come, that shit face? Come spend a night. You should see Ken on a Saturday night in Cleveland, man. <laughs> yeah, What's I, it like? I, I, well, I get a little uh, boisterous. People well, want to know. <laughs> no, well, the, it's it's since it's been about a year now. Yeah. Yes, Ken will get boisterous and do all that. He'll be loud. But it's gotten to the point now. I mean, we typically, especially with, with what's going on, we typically hang out the same places now. So it's really interesting to see what happened over these past few months. Is people know Ken's the crazy conspiracy guy. So like, you'll see people kind of sneak up to Ken and be like, "Hey, man, so what do you think about that fake moon landing?" Yeah. Like, so now, that's just, you yeah. become a local celebrity. I like I've kind of become a local celebrity because there's not that yes. many people that talk truth. Yep. But keep going. So Kim, so so Ken, they'll come up to you and be like, What's the deal with the uh, you know Pizza Gate or whatever the Oh fuck. shit, the old regulars at the bar the other day. I'm sitting down there and he's like, Well, you your conspiracy guy? Well, what's your favorite conspiracy? I'm like, oh, dude, they're all fucking good. Like you want a moon landing? <laughs> how, how about this conspiracy? Nixon calling the space shuttle on a landline phone. How about that for you? Let's just start there. And they're like, Whoa. What else you got? I'm like, Jesus, dude. I'm not, I'm trying to drink. Give me a few more shots. I'll keep spitting. Don't worry. And, and you know what? You know what? The moose landing, the moon landing, pissed me off even more because they even admit they use fake pictures of Michael Collins. Like you can even talk to. I I debated. I went on Modern Day Debate and debated the moon landing. And the guy I'm debating is like, Yeah, I know they use fake pictures, but they were telling the truth about everything else. It's like, give me a fucking break if they lie about one little chicken yes. shit like that. They obviously they lie about everything. Time. All the time, like just again, the mental gymnastics you have to do to make it to make a decision in your mind that no, they they use the fake pictures here, but they drew the line here and everything else was real. It's like, what are you doing, man? It's you find out your girlfriend's pregnant and she goes, 
I had sex with him, but we used a condom. Oh, okay, then it's got to be my kid then. No, it's bullshit, dude. It's all fucking bullshit. <laughs> Literally. I mean, they, like, and you see him on that phone having a conversation with the fucking moon, and they present that like it's a fact, and people are stupid enough to believe that because they have cognitive dissonance, and yeah. we've lost the ability to critically think. I mean, I can do that, I, too. Hey, and, how you doing, Alex? Here, what's up, dude? Hey, but, you on the but, moon? All right, great. But, see you. <laughs> But I'm saying, like, why? Why does cog why is the cognitive dissonance, in your opinion, so strong with like young people? You know, or why, why do young people? This is what I'm trying to say. Not just cognitive dissonance. This is my exact word. Why do young people love the uh, dystopian? We came from nothing. You know, we're all cosmic action. We're all atheists, and transgender. Why do you think the young people are, are eating the new world order's agenda up so much? Is my question to you guys? Because it's a good story. You think? But but I think it's we're ultra fair. I mean, like the ultra equal. You know, like why why is this working? You know, in your opinion, because well, you guys I think are a little they put younger. That idea in their head of hey, we're helping everybody. We're, these are to help people, and I think that's kind of the road they're going. I think they're helping. It's a the cause. it's a it's a play on emotions, right? So we always to like if you talk to spiritual people and everything, it's always about love, 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 high vibrations, and all that thing. And I think this is I, everything that you just kind of described, Alex, is them packaging that up in their perverted way to get people to buy into it so now you think like oh yeah we need to be fair to everyone and everything's going to be equitable if we do it this way and that makes sense and it does like you said start at such a young age you're like you don't really know any better and all you need is a couple people to point you in that direction everything and you're on your way it's a it's a huge play on emotions then it becomes personal right because you're like no i believe this i saw that i read this i did my research on that I read this book or heard from this doctor or this study or whatever the hell it is. And then at that point it becomes personal because it's your belief now, right? So they've programmed you to think that it's yours when in fact, it's just their agenda, their narrative that they've given to you. But again, through the brainwashing and all the tricks that they use, you have now made this an emotional, personal thing that's yours. Well, in the same, same point too, when they come to that conclusion, it's like, or if they actually do find something, it's easier to trick someone than it is to convince them they've been tricked. Like, you know, the saying, so it's, you like, know, it. You nailed it with that. Keep going. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. No, I mean, but that's the same. Like, so you, you're not even ever gonna convince them, man. Like, I've heard Eddie Bravo say it, man. If you're not hip now, I can't do nothing for you. Like, you're, uh, there's nothing I can do. If you're not hip to the game now, there, where are you gonna go? And I love Eddie Bravo. We got to get into Eddie Bravo, but let's talk about Trump first because I want to get your opinion. Oh you guys yeah. are from Ohio. Okay, I loved Trump. I'm saying at first I wasn't a Trumper, right? I wasn't a Trumper. But when he said that, I'm going to put you in jail, Hillary, and I'm calling Howard Stern asking about Pizzagate, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, this motherfucker Trump's like me. <laughs> I thought, oh, he's going to expose this hoe. Oh, I'm Trump. I'm Trump. And then, dude, four years. Four years, all they did was this fake impeachment. He really, you know, and and, and like I, I wanted, I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt the whole time because I thought he was getting railroaded the whole time. But then the last six months of his presidency, all he did was sell vaccines and sell the masks. So if he was really a badass, he would have said, "Hey, I'm going to keep business open. I'm a businessman. Business is aside." He could have done that all from the beginning, and and that I would have, he would have been on my side. But in my opinion, he turned his back on all of his followers because he sent them all up there on January 6th. They're all got arrested, and and they're all fucked. This I know, per, I know. Per person Luke coffee on my show whose life is personally ruined because he fell for that trap and trump played that was it right trump played his role he he acted out his character he did his job and that was it and it took me a while to realize that but everything that you said my first i was like just like you like started with some pizzagate stuff then got into the QAnon thing and was like oh man I, I really i think everyone did that went down that path you really wanted to believe that trump was there to do everything that they said he was going to do but then i started to look 
And I was like, wait a minute. So if this is all so airtight and they have all this, why is no one arrested? Why aren't they doing these things? And then it just became when you realize it's always another date, another date, another date. I was like, okay, this is phony. Like this is phony. And then you start to dig a little deeper and you realize Trump's in bed with all of these guys. He's a Zionist. He went to all the Jesuit schools like they did. He's in bed with all of them. So he just played his role to pull all those people over that he needed to because you have these, I mean, they radicalized the right is what they did. We talk about like the crazy left and the liberals. They did the same thing on the right side of it. Now we talked about it earlier when we talk about how they smear conspiracy theorists and make it look so outlandish and crazy. That's what his role was. And he did it. He did a great job at it too. He did the best job. I mean, can, can you imagine the, 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 the division that he caused? Because because this is what I want to say. You want to compare it to Obama. Obama was like divisive, I guess. You know, maybe there's some racist people like, I hate that black guy. But I'm telling you, with Trump, you could openly be racist towards Trump, and it was celebrated. It, it, we've never had a, a society where the toxicity of hating a person, well, people could come together was, and do it collectively. He was good at everything he did because nobody, I don't know if people quickly forgot or anything, but at the end of the day, sure, is Donald Trump a businessman? Yeah. But Donald Trump really is an actor. An apprentice. He is a Hollywood actor. Go ahead. He's an actor. He's an actor. And I think people miss that. He was an actor, so he knows how to play his role. That he got, he was very polarizing. And that again goes back to, I mentioned the, how they play on your emotions. That's how they did that with him. And that's how they did it so quickly because it was a very emotional thing for a lot of people. Now, I got a question for you, Alex. What do you think the play was with them kind of putting Trump in there? Do they kind of want to separate the people? Okay, these are the guys that will think a little bit differently. These are the people that kind of go along. So it's like kind of you can you can see where people stand more clearly. This is, I've done hours of research. I'm not some smart guy. I'm an idiot. But I'm saying this is what I think. And then somebody say you're wrong. This is what I think. I think there's a global war between Israel and China. And people are going to say, Israel owns China. These small hats own everything. They even own China. I don't necessarily believe that. I think China has enough people that they probably own a lot of their own shit. So what I'm saying is they have their global agenda. That's why they love climate change, because they produce 85% of the world's batteries. So no shit China wants us to run on solar energy and batteries. And they, and they yet they don't put anything to, to hurt their pollution. So China's fucking us over and i'm not even anti-china i'll eat some uh, you know tofu lo mein with you dog but i'm just i'm not you know i'm not hating on my vegan I, I i don't eat fucking meat and that's how me you guys neither. know me like, oh yeah so you're really woke wait see i know you gotta <laughs> eat meat Ken. yeah when you're really woke because the spiritual it's bad vibes see that meat it has the, the it has adrenalized blood the same thing the, the adrenochrome that hillary clinton dead, sucks scared it. animals yep dude what they're crying their best friends getting yep. their throat slit but look at ken i know kenny ate some bacon this morning wrapped in a fucking piece of bread with mayonnaise on it and said I, I, you ate a blt yeah with at three eggs on top oh shit i was about to say i went vegan for a little bit i lost too much weight i couldn't keep it on so i had to, I had to go back and, to and, hey, animals and i can't be a hypocrite i got fucking a bunch of cats i gotta buy a cat food and they have to factory farm their food so i can't yeah, be sure. I, i'm saying i can't be like no factory farming what the fuck am i gonna feed my cats vegan cats that's a hashtag have you they're seen it, that yeah shit? they're sick yes oh, that's what they're who dying about, who dude no that's this? guys that's why i don't do it guys there's a whole conspiracy <laughs> because dude people don't know this in the chat and i talked about this on my show you look at it, it's called vegan cats and you look at these people that are all woo woo and vegan i'm looking to my camera because i'm that intense about it it's called <laughs> 
It's called vegan cats, and you look at their cats, they're like, oh, my cat only eats vegan, only eats broccoli. And and the cats need the certain vitamins and, and folates in the in the animal fats that they're supposed to have, so that they don't get that. These cats are all thin and sickly, and they look like they, I mean, they look, the you know, their are, necks some are... Posts, some of the posts is like, oh, it was a good six years there, uh, Skittles, maybe, you know, six years? A cat's supposed to live for like 15 fucking years. These and cats it just are little shit. Dude, you look yes. at it, it looks like... A cat that was in Auschwitz. That's what I'd say. That's the equivalent. This like withered hair falling out. They got like three whiskers. It's like it just that, looks so sad. Visibly, visibly sicker. I'm telling you. Yeah. You think? I mean, because obviously we've looked into it, so we know what we're talking about. Like it's like <laughs> we couldn't make this up. They literally look that much sicker than a normal cat. How many hey. cats do you have? Okay, so I have three, but I kind of have four. I'm, I'm I'm taking care of another person's cat. His woman is. Uh, yes, I have four cats. I'm a fucking freak. So these are these are your cats, not your no, girlfriend's I, cats. These are. I started off with two. I had one cat, then I got another cat, so I had two cats. During the pandemic, a woman died, not of coronavirus or something, and this cat was at this abandoned house in like this West Texas. I knew this girl on Facebook. Hey, I need somebody to take this old cat. It has diabetes. Does anybody want to take this hospice cat? I said, fuck it. I'll take this fucking cat. I'm a nut. And so I have Dusty. Dusty's a sick cat. She just stays in her little cat thing all day. And then on top of that, a guy I know calls me. He's like, Alex, you're the cat guy. You're the cat guy. I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, I just had, my cat just had a, a, a litter of cats. I'm going to take, this is the one I can't give away. I'm going to take it to the shelter right now unless you take it. I'm like, fuck you, man. Bring oh, the fucking my. cat here. You fucking asshole. And I got there, I almost kicked his ass. And I took the cat. Now I have... No, the cat Angus is somewhere here. But yes, I'm a nut. I love animals. I, that's why I don't. That's why I stopped also liking Trump. You look at Eric Trump. You look at them. They killed a big elephant. They killed a huge uh, a cheetah. Look at their hunting pictures. Look at Eric Trump. Google Eric Trump's hunting pictures. Why would you kill an elephant? Why would you, you want to kill a giraffe? See Obama's hunting pictures, oh. man. Dropping drones everywhere. Oh. Yeah, yeah, his are Somalis. Yeah, he actually he has like on, a Somalis frame. Before we beat up on Obama, be, I I ask about the cats for a specific reason. Okay. I cat dudes are whatever. If you want to be a cat dude, I'm the weirdest fucking guy you've ever met, dude. I'm a cat dude. Weird. I'm a vegan. So, okay, go ahead. Yeah. I can't I can't give away the title because it's not mine to give away. But have you do you ever listen to the Unfit Statesman, Zach? I feel I, I think I maybe follow him we on gotta Insta. Link, first, we got to link you guys up. You guys have to okay. get together and do something together because you guys are on the same level. It would be hilarious, yeah. and I would love okay, to listen. Okay. But Zach is he is the king of pussy because he has two cats, but I think you got him beat. Well, you know what I am? I got him beat because I'm the king of all conspiracy. Like Howard Stern's the king of all media. <laughs> Today, if he's the king of all cats. Today, I announce it here and tell him, you know, I'm coming after him. I'm the king of all conspiracy. Not Sam Tripoli, not Alex Jones. Oh. Alex Stein is now the king of all conspiracy. We announced it here on the Black Pill Radio. I, I took my black pill, white pill, yellow pill. I'm on all the pills today. I'm you the are. king of all not conspiracy. Alcohol, not alcohol, just all not the pills. Can you, can you imagine me on alcohol thinking about this is totally sober imagine me i don't I, know i don't i think it would be i think it, i like i like the energy right now very positive i like it all i don't know what it would be we're, like ripping, we're ripping cigarettes we're driving around we'd be having a wild time i would definitely yeah, probably so, get it so i've never got a dwi but i'd get one in i'd get one in cleveland if i had to stay in cleveland <laughs> i'd get one there i'll tell you that much i'm not bragging but i got one I, you got okay, so, well cleveland's tough aren't they tough i mean manzel got a bunch of trouble when no, he was there no. They, they're they not they'll find you anything it's like cheap when i was out in seattle like i knew someone that got one that they charge you like 10 grand for that like here in they fucked like, you there we know you don't got money you got your beer money 
two grand to get the hell out of here. That's how it should be. But I'm saying Manziel, they didn't even give Manziel a break. He was like doing some bullshit, you know, with his girlfriend or whatever. I don't remember that. You guys remember, remember that, Ben? Exact story. I remember Sinchu Chu, so... a baseball player, got one too. He got Chu Chu because he played for yeah. the Rangers. Did he get yeah. a DWI when he played for the Indians? Oh yeah, he was shit faced too. It was great. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, he was pretty drunk. But those guys get drunk and they do dumb stuff and do the whole yeah. lot of Johnny Manziel and all that stuff. And if you get the wrong cop, they're like, I don't care who you are, we're throwing it at you. No shit, and that because those cops have body cams now and stuff. They can't yes. give anybody a break. This day and age is so screwed up. But that's another thing, guys. Like I think this is how radical I think. I believe that drugs should be decriminalized. Like and I know in Portland, people, all these like left people, like you know, or, or, or excuse me, all the conservatives, like you shouldn't do that. When we demonize people that use drugs, that experiment with drugs, and then they make a mistake, they get a DWI, and then you ruin their life, you make it where they can't get a job, they can't go to school, that's not how you help people. That's how you tear people down. So I'm not saying that drugs are good, but we need to create an infrastructure, not of jail, but an infrastructure of support, rehabilitation, because people are going to use drugs regardless, whether they're illegal or not. People are going to drink and snort cocaine. People are going to take DMT. People are going to do this. So we should actually be based in reality and not make it a crime, but make it actually something that we can control, at least control better than it is by making it totally illegal. Or give help and all this shit so, as opposed to throwing people in jail. Is that... so I've said this before, too. Like, how many heroin addicts, you know, like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to buy it today. It is it is illegal. You know, I'll, I'll wait till they legalize it. No one says that. <laughs> I don't know. I just wonder, is that one of those traps that we fall in where, like, let's uh put it under control of somebody and then what does it turn into a no you're right that's, yeah. no but but listen know. to this no you're right because then you say decriminalize it but then you think i want to take it to a step further i also think that sex work sex work should be decriminalized because you're like alex why you don't want to sleep with these whores that's so bad morally right but this is why because when you make all sex work illegal my my dad's in the bail bond business so i've been in the bail bond business my whole life Whenever these sex traffickers are caught with children, it's all because they are pimps. These people find young women and they sell them on the street because it's the same if you sell a child as if you sell a 42-year-old woman. So a child is more vulnerable, is more uh, uh, willing to be lied to or manipulated into a sexual lifestyle because they don't realize you know, that they have any power, who they are. So when you look at the illegal sex business, is driven on the use as children as prostitutes. So if you, and you're like, how are you gonna make that legal? I don't know, I don't think legal sex is good, but if we can make less kids as prostitutes, that's a better world in my opinion. And that sounds radical, but I think we gotta make radical so, decisions. Well, so you're saying if, if, if prostitution becomes legal, it would ideally then pull out of those children out of that world. A hundred percent, like in Amsterdam, you know, there's a lot less sex trafficking because it's legal. So you'd go to a brothel and, and I know it sounds crazy. It sounds crazy, but when you make all whores illegal, then why wouldn't the pimp use the people that are most vulnerable? So they use children. They use kidnapped kids. You're like, why do these trafficking? I'm just telling you, the trafficked children are one of the most uh, uh, people sold on the sex trafficking market, are children. So sex trafficking is real. So if you actually, like you said, do we want to put control in it? Then now who's the government to tell me who I can and can't fuck? How can the government make me put on a condom? I don't necessarily want the, the government to make, like in Amsterdam, you have to wear a condom to go to the brothel. I'm all about freedom. I'm all about freedom. But fuck, if you're going to fuck a whore, maybe put on a fucking condom. Maybe, you know, I mean, I don't want to wear a mask, but if you're going to fuck you a whore, why don't you wear a fucking condom? But that that you science, like I think TSA there's... like people right next to you. Now, sir, let me check your dick. Okay, now you can put it in. There you go. <laughs> I your dick looks clean. They're gonna look at it. Magna. You know, I would be like, you call that a dick, bud? Good luck in there. She's not gonna. Hey, she's not gonna give her money. Yeah, so let me check it out. Okay, you're good. 
And but that's what the women do. The women do have to go that. We're joking. The women have to get tested, have to get regularly STD tested in Amsterdam. Have you guys? I, I don't know if you've ever been. I've been to Amsterdam once. I'm not some expert in it. But when you go to Amsterdam, they have the red light <laughs> no. district. I, I, I didn't sleep with any of these whores, but I talked to them. You know, I investigated. I did my broadcast journalism as a it's child. Okay. You can wink. Yeah, wait, ma'am. How much does it cost for a BJ? But I didn't get one. I was too afraid. I don't even think I get a wreck. But I'm telling you, they have. When you when you, I I, I want to leave the government out of everything. I'm like anti-government, but yeah. when you look at certain things that are going to happen, like this is this is what I'm saying. The drug war is not anti-government. See what I'm saying? Like you know, killing like the same amount of cocaine and hard crack. Hard crack is ten times a jail sentence as powdered cocaine. That means that is a racist law. So we have like racist laws. The drug war inherent is already fucked up. So me changing and flipping it and making it decriminalized and trying to create a system where people lose, you know, you can lose stuff, but let's not take away their life. Let's not take away the ability to somebody to get a job because they made a mistake, because they got high and did something. I'm just saying it works in Portugal. They do this in Portugal. They do this in other places where these drug, you know, the drug laws being decriminalized cause a lot less theft, a lot less. It just has, you don't realize a person that is hooked on drugs will steal from anybody. They'll steal from their family members. So they definitely don't give a fuck about you and your open ass garage or your open car. So it's just, it's, it's radical thinking. I'm a nut. I'm well, a nut. The, it's out I there. Mean, it's, I it, I don't know if it's maybe sure. Call it radical, but I mean, at this point, it's like, we've been doing things the way we've been doing since this country was formed and clearly it's not working well right now. So why not try something different? What's kind of frustrating too, is no one looks at like, what did we have illegal before that we made back legal again? Alcohol. Probably. Like, look at what happened there. Oh, there was all these prohibition, all these people running, rum runners and all that shit. That went away. I mean, the mafia got their power, you know, getting all the money during that time. But still, like, there was no backdoor sales of liquor or any of that shit. No. I mean. I want to talk about two things. You nailed two things I want to talk about. The alcohol and the mafia. So, first of all, I watched Jay Dyer. Do you guys follow Jay Dyer? Yeah, he was on the show a couple weeks ago. Uh, what? I gotta listen to it. Jay Dyer's a badass. Okay, so Jay's awesome. But he was just talking about how the mafia basically came out of New Orleans. And I forget, it was like Giancarlo, I forget the guy who started the mafia, but he created like the blood in, blood out ceremony. So basically he was the Albert Pike. Albert Pike created the, you know, Freemasonry and the 33rd degrees of it. Well, the mafia kind of has their own ceremony. So um, you're right, like the prohibition, that was another way that the CIA controlled mafia can benefit exactly. from it. Because because this is, when you look at alcohol, they don't want alcohol to be illegal. They want us to be drunk. They want you to be drunk your whole life. They want every, yes, that's why every, that's, that's why there's a that's liquor correct. store on every corner. That's why you can walk into that liquor store and you can buy a handle of vodka, a handle of vodka for $9. I yeah. have a Heaven Hill vodka here in Texas. I know exactly what it costs. I We bought it for Trash Can Punch. I bought it a thousand times. It's under $10 for a handle of vodka. And if you smell it, hard enough your nose will start bleeding i mean it's this is some <laughs> toxic shit and they'll sell it to you as long as you're 21 years old so it's just a really fucked up situation that they want us to be on the alcohol and that's why i think the marijuana that's why it's illegal so i'm not saying shane you shouldn't start smoking but i do believe marijuana has anti-cancer benefits so you should eat an edible every once in a while you should eat an edible every just just maybe you have a tumor growing you don't know about. Eat an edible. Am I am I I'm not there, saying this. I'm this no, is not no, a medical no, no. show. With, I'm with you. There's no there's no doubt that there is uh medical and health benefits to cannabis. Um does it can it does it cure cancer in some cases? Mm -hmm. Sure. But I think there's also other holistic things that plants, whatever, that do the same thing. So I don't I can't just limit it. Let's cannabis, not say sure. Yeah. We don't know it cures anything. I just think it, it it at least mitigates the pain, I think, that some people are going through for sure. What are you scared? You scared to go down that road? 
No, no, no. I just on my strike. I'm gonna get a strike. They're gonna say, "Oh, you're a doctor because you said something cures cancer." Like that's what they hate. They, that's an, uh, that's an, one of the big YouTube things. Strikes. Oh yeah, I got a million, dude. I've been I've been I've 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 ever set out three months here. Let me share my screen with y'all. Let me do a screen share and I'll show you some of my strikes. Let me get my mouse. I can't so wait. let's. Okay, share screen. Oh, you gotta you gotta make it where I can share. Can you do that? Yeah. Uh, can you have to do it? You know what else you got to get on, uh, Alex? We got to get you on Rockfin. Yes. Yeah, so tell me about Rockfin, because I, I, you can actually make money from doing Rockfin, right? Yeah, they have How a whole does it monetization work? structure. We can talk about it offline, but you definitely got to get on there. Yeah. You can do a lot of your bits on there and get paid. I think, put it I think a paywall you should be able to share screen now. Sorry. Okay. Let me click it. No, no, no. It's cool. I, okay. Yes. And let me do share sound. Let me go. So here, this is like my main account. So on my, oh, shoot. I'm sharing the wrong. Why is it showing this screen? You guys are seeing your channel dashboard. You guys are, are you seeing my channel dashboard now? Yeah. Wait, shit. The fuck is... And I saw your browsing history too, dude. You got to. Uh, I know. I gotta... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm not sharing anymore. Hold on. Share screen. No. Share the sound. Okay. You see the 750. Okay. So here's my strike. It's weird. Cause when I do that, oh, it's cause I'm, let me transition like this. Okay, so you see my so, so my first one, this is I have just one right now. Oh. This is how it works. But but this is okay. Is that, but let me explain. The bishop? This is the Bishop Larry Gators. Of course, my appeals rejected. But so I've had a bunch. How it works is after ninety days they expire. So now mm. I'm going to show you. Now let me go to my backup channel. I'll show you. This is I have two channels on. I have two strikes on this one. So you guys will know. It's such a fucking pain in the ass. But see, they expire. So now. This is how it works. I have two of three community guideline strikes. Your content was removed due to a violation of uh, community standards. And uh, uh, let me see if I can. The, the people on the stream can't see this, but uh, we can see it on your stream. So I got this spam deceptive practice August 21st. So that's your warning. That always stays. So now I have two strikes right here. Speaking at Dallas City Hall and a theological <laughs> throwdown. For medical misinformation medical misinformation that's why the cancer thing dude i keep on getting hit with medical shit that's what makes no wait so i want to talk about city hall because i've seen a couple of your videos because you yeah you will, you will go and speak at your city hall meetings right yeah of course yeah no doubt dude and, and, and the mayor the mayor knows me the mayor's like yeah you didn't call me fat i played it last time i don't I know if you listened to but you didn't yeah. call him fat though i called him hefty i called him hefty you're on my <laughs> side yeah you're right and like I'm one to talk, I don't want to make fun of a person's appearance, but he is the one that's so pro mask here in Dallas that all he does is post. He even put on his uh, post today on Twitter. This is the list of Dallas businesses that are still requiring a mask. And this, it, you know, what makes me sick is I know that he's virtue signaling, and I get why a politician needs a virtue signal. But it's like this is my problem. What's his plan? Is he going to literally wear the mask forever? Now there's no law in place. He's a guy that's a politician that's meant to enforce the law. So now he's enforcing not a law so how long does this non-law last like if he said hey let's just wear the mask for a couple more months like at least if he lied to us two weeks to flatten the curve lie he doesn't do that it's just let's wear a mask till the day we mother truck and die yeah not me so do you do you think it's in do you <laughs> i don't want to put you on the spot but do you put think me on it's, the spot do you, do you go speak at these uh city hall meetings like you do just so you can throw it up on youtube for content or do you actually think it's important for people to go do that well, of course it's both. See, people, somebody's yelling at me today, like, oh my God, you're a narcissist. No fucking shit. I got a studio <laughs> in my house with fucking cameras. I'm, I'm walking with a stealthy stick, filming myself all day. No, 
law. But there's different <laughs> levels of narcissism. And just because you're a narcissist and love yourself doesn't mean that you're necessarily selfish. So I don't want to get into my narcissistic self-preservation tactics because I've studied this. And I'm telling you, every single person has self-preservation levels. They have a level that they will go to to preserve their self. But also, people can be very selfless at the same time. So it's weird. You can actually see people that are selfish and narcissistic be selfless it's a weird dichotomy that we play in our head and actually it's kind of a roller coaster so when anybody that calls me a narcissist well no fucking shit so your great question alex why do you go do it are you going to do it for clout well a little bit i, I want to grow this channel i want i want to get it out there i want that i want when i'm doing that shit i want it to go viral but at the same time i'm not going up there and trying to be like i, I want to be funny first i would definitely want to be funny but there's also like viral videos of people going to city hall and talking about they should make boneless buffalo wings illegal did you guys see that guy that went viral no. earlier this year I, yeah, I there was like a guy that went to a city and I, I could do that all day long. He went as like, like he acted like he was all intense. Like, I'm so sick of these wings. I, I forget what his thing was. I think it was like boneless buffalo wings shouldn't be called wings or something. It was so fucking stupid. And it went like semi-viral because people were like, oh my God, that's so cute and funny. He went there and talking about buffalo wings so to a Facebook lot. So everybody's so fucking <laughs> stupid. We're all dumbasses, especially, well, don't even get me started on, on the masses, but I could go there and I could do some sort of bit like that. But if I'm going to do a bit, I want to actually talk about the Tuskegee syphilis. I want to talk about actual things that are like, wait, what the fuck did he just say? Should I Google it? Like yesterday, I called into Dr. Drew's show and I had to take it off my YouTube. And I got in. I got in with Dr. Drew and, and uh, Adam Kroll and I posted it and I asked him about the vaccines in Tuskegee. And, and, I've, and I've called into Dr. Drew's a couple times. Like I called into Howard Stern. So when I called into Howard Stern, I wasn't trying to do it for clout. That was me. I wasn't a broadcaster. I wasn't anything. Just being funny, actually just being a nut. I was awake. I wanted to call. I kind of wanted to see his opinion. I want to see if he can be like, you know, maybe there's some credence to him. I was dialed in to the conspiracy then. You said they took down the Dr. Drew video? Well, I'm saying I, I couldn't, I, because I'm talking about vaccine, I put it on my conspiracy. It's on my Instagram. So it's, it's still on my Instagram, but my YouTube page, I took it down. I actually put it on one of my backup channels. So if Got you it. go to my conspiracy castle i know this sounds crazy it's the conspiracy castle 6.0 my i'm i'm at 6.0 because i i keep on getting suspended on, on of my four channels i can't go live on two of them and anybody watching this this thursday you guys please join my patreon for one dollar it's it's patreon.com conspiracy slash conspiracy castle because what i'm doing is on this march 31st i'm doing a too hot for tv and i'm unraveling sandy I'm going after, you know, what happened in Newtown, Connecticut, what Alex Jones got in trouble for. And so I'm going to break that down. That is too hot for YouTube. You're not allowed to talk about that. That's just something that I haven't ever really given like a, not a deep, deep dive, but I'm going to take a deep dive into, I've talked about it, you know, a little bit, but I'm going to have some guests on. I'm going to have Sophia Smallstorm on. I'm going to have some guests that, you know, have knowledge about it. So it's, when I say it's too hot for TV, it's illegal. Like I'm, I'm, I'm hosting it on a boo-boo YouTube channel that has nothing to do with me. And then it's going to be an unlisted link. So when it's done, I'll have it recorded. I'm going to, because YouTube would strike it immediately. So if you want to hear a stream that is literally illegal, you're like, what do you mean illegal? We are in an internet nightmare where we are have to do this stuff in what they call the internet ghetto. This is real. Uh, 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 Matt Drudge created this. Or I, I think it was either Matt Drudge or Breitbart, but they said this years ago that there's going to be things called the internet ghetto where because YouTube and Facebook is so censored, 
that these Gab and these alternative sites are, they're going to be censored too. So there's not going to be anywhere for us to actually have communication. So we're going to have to use their techniques like YouTube, but be subversive, like a dummy link and then delete it. So it's just, I read that article three years ago before as a broadcaster thinking, what do you mean? You're going to have to hide your stream. I'm literally here making a, some sort of Gestapo hidden stream just to talk about a fucking elementary school in Connecticut. Give me a fucking break. And we're supposed to be living in a free country. So it's just sickening, guys. It's sickening. The censorship is the problem. They're going to label us all domestic terrorists, especially you two Already young have. men. Already have. Already you, have. We are, us three are their target, guys. We're, we're young, well-spoken men, so we can actually invoke change. And let's be real. As much as people hate white people, white people are, are probably some of the, the best organizers, the best, you know, it's, it's all gay white men that are kind of, you know, doing all the shit in the <laughs> White House now. So I'm telling you, white men, when they get together, they're pretty freaking powerful. So that's why they got to label us domestic terrorists because they want to control us, dude. That's their biggest fear. And I'm not some pro, I'm not racist. I'm not a white supremacist or anything like that. I'm just saying you look at society they don't want young men getting together and talking about how they can fix the government because they think the government is working perfectly fine That's why they They're closed down the bars i was about well, to say up the other day the border's great dude they're gonna hold them in nasa facilities they got it all under under uh, control so, dude. let me ask you because you talk about how you're a broadcaster you're very well spoken you're hilarious and you're smart what do you want to do well, dude, I'm going to take this show to the next level. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to be like you guys. Is, is I'm going to become, I want to be the king of all conspiracy. I mean, like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say I don't want to be a broadcaster. I want to be a broadcaster and I want to be like the Rush Limbaugh of conspiracy. I want to be the Alex Jones of conspiracy because, it, guys, let me tell you something. There's somebody listening to this. I look at you and I have so much respect because, guys, we go through life with no passion, with nothing. And ever since I started broadcasting and creating my channel, it reminds me of being a high school football player. Again, I keep on talking about that, but it gives me something I'm passionate about, something I'm fun. Even though it's a pain in the ass when my microphone's not working or I got to do an interview or you got to do this, sometimes there's shit that's a pain in the ass. But it's awesome, dude. It gives you purpose. And that's what's so important. Like, even if even if only a few people are watching, it will build over time. I can just see, because I've watched other people go from nothing to something. So I know it's possible. As long as you put the work in, you get out what you put in. So my, well, like I said, I'm probably not going to be a mainstream guy. I'm not going to be on ABC, this and that. But if, as long as I'm funny, as long as I can build an audience of like-minded people, there's, there's a way now with the internet Yep. As a as a private broadcaster, you can create. It's, see, they they want to make you think that you got to be Hollywood and they control the audience. No, now in this day and age, you got to be like Hotep. You build your own audience and then yep. you just ride out with that. Yep, it's the truth. It's the truth, and that's. I think uh, Tripoli even talks about it. Um, how really we do need to get back to having our own platforms, our own websites. We did get to this thing where it was this big mush of the, the big tech social media platforms that you're used to. We were on Instagram, YouTube, like you talked about, Twitter, all those. And they control everything that's happening inside of their platform, right? It doesn't matter. So if we can get back to, again, you don't have to be, it's like when somebody starts a business. You think if you start a business, like, oh, I'll never make it because I'm never going to make $10 billion or $60 billion. Like Amazon is like, you don't have to be successful and live the life you want making that much money or being as big as Amazon. You can start your own business and make the six figures that you're trying to hustle and get at the nine to five job. It's no different with what we're doing here. You don't have to have ABC or this huge news or Hollywood platform. You just got to put your product out there, build a brand and get your audience. Just like you said, Hotep's a great example. You're a great example and just go with it.
You nailed it, guys. Nobody cares about your professionalism at first. You know, maybe after time, if your shit just keeps getting worse, as long as people can see your trajectory, they will follow you. People want to hear the message, and that's what started with me with RV Truth, a guy I look up to. It's like he was talking about some crazy shit, and I was like, man, his his his, you know, like you look at his editing stuff is low quality, but the content was good because it's him. It's it's I'm watching him, so it's about the person. So if you are passionate about something, it will come through no matter the medium. So as long as you have passion and a desire, like we have, that's why. I respect you guys the the world like i said i don't need to be super famous i don't really want to be famous i know that i'm making changes i'm talking to you now we're going to talk to people we're going to spread this we're going to go on other shows it's like we are invoking change whether they like to admit it or not i know it's happening it is well that's again and, and they know that too that's why we started the show talking about all the things they do to try and control us and suppress us and usher us into this new world order that's why they know this is going on I'm really glad we had this conversation with you today and I'm not saying we have to wrap up now, but I like, because if a lot of people look at your Instagram, they might, I, they see you with the mask running around target and stuff. They might Fucking see some fantastic. Goof, yeah. And they might see some goofy ass shit and kind of either write you off or just big, Oh, this is like just a, he's a comedian. He's a jokester. But it's like I said earlier, like you're very well spoken, very well educated. So this is, this is, I like what you got going. It's really, it's really cool. Dude, yeah, you have an awesome thing. It reminds me of like, okay, Carla and all these guys that tell the truth, but yeah, they, do it with a, they do it with like a line of funny. So you let your guard down. And you're like, oh, this guy's telling jokes. And then he brings up something so fucking obvious that we all do every day. You're like, yeah, why the hell do we do this shit? You know, and I think that's what comedians do because you're a comedian, whether you want to call yourself or not. You see the obvious shit that we do every day and you call out the, the dumbest shit that we have to do. You know what I mean? Well, we're all observationalists, guys, whether we like it or not. That's all a comedian is. That's all Jerry Seinfeld is an observationalist. Jerry Seinfeld's right. funny. I'll give him that. You know, even though he's probably an Illuminati show. But you know what I mean? I'm just saying, you know, you know, funny is uh, uh, funny. But as long as you're making observations about what's going around you, you can see and you can actually point out the hypocrisy. There's going to be a market, guys, because we're in a world where everybody's talking out of both sides of their ass. Like, look at what's happening to Cuomo right now. Now the Me Too movement. He was the left shining armor. He got a book deal and an he got Emmy. A Emmy. Dude, and now 30 <laughs> bitches are saying that he sexually tried to uh, uh, molest him. Where were those 30 bitches when he was winning that Emmy? That and just he's shows... got nipple rings. And he's got nipple rings. No, guys, I, I mean, I'm not a pervert, but you have to be a sexual pervert to get nipple rings. And I, I mean, those, you those got... Those big ones. Dude, who goes to the tattoo parlor and says, hey, you know what? Why don't you put the, one of those hoops in my nip right there? Nobody <laughs> does that. Nobody does that. He is, he is not shy about it, man. The clothes he wears the, when he's not wearing a suit is he wear he wears a specific shirt so you know that he's Like a shitty Gildan Polo button-down yeah. shirt, like, like so thin. I mean, he could wear like a nice... He could have like a brand name, like a Polo, Ralph Lauren. No, it's like a Gildan, $11 FEMA free thing. And with his nips, just right, I mean, just poking yep. out like yep. the tube in the cross. But see, it, it, this is how sick I am, guys. I don't even <laughs> yeah. want the motherfucker to get impeached. I hope he stays in office. I hope he doesn't resign. And I hope he finishes out his term because that's, listen, the, the system is so screwed up. They gave this guy an Emmy and now they're canceling him. I hate cancel culture so much. I don't want him to be canceled. How crazy is that? I don't even want him to be canceled. I, I guess I'll give you that one. Yeah, I what do you want? I, I mean, I, do you guys want him? Because he even said in his speech today, there's 30 women that spoke out against him. And he's saying that he's not going to resign because he doesn't want to be a victim of cancel culture. And as soon as he said that, I was like, you know what? You're on the left. You're so, right, though. I was saying this right from the bat. Nothing's going to happen to this guy. So I want him to stay in so I can, so everyone can see the hypocrisy and then he'll leave. But again, people won't notice it. Well, it yeah, is. Nothing's going to happen. It's kind of like, is this the, uh, 
Is this the cost of doing business? Does he get to keep his job and stay in office for cancel culture to go away? Oh, ah, uh, no. Hmm? No, cancel culture is never going away because they're canceling Speedy Gonzalez. They're canceling Pepe Le Pew. Their cartoons are racist. Well, they're eating themselves now. Who was it? Teen Vogue magazine or whatever like that? They got some new, uh, what is it? Published director or whatever their publication. Oh, and then they found out a tweet she had when she was... 18 years old, 19 years old in college about an Asian TA she had. So now they want to get her out of there. I don't know, but don't, I don't, I don't think, don't be so short-sighted. Remember me too was a thing until Joe Biden became the presidential candidate. And when all those allegations came away, what oh. happened to that? It kind of disappeared as well. Okay. Hey, so you guys are hip. What are you talking? What do you think was going on with Chris D'Elia and the me too? Do you think that's a real, cause we can talk about the me too, but what do you think about Brian Callen and Rogan, all those guys? Cause you guys are like Eddie Bravo. We're kind of what we call baby truthers. They're like baby truthers. They're kind of, it will kind of expose We're the you next to it. gen. We're like the next gen. They're like the first generation. We're like second generation. Exactly. So what do you guys think about all those allegations? I hate to see it for all those guys, but I don't think Brendan Schaub's that funny. I've never really liked Brendan Schaub, but I, he I didn't like have any allegations. A Schaub standup isn't good. Callen, I, I think a lot of that shit, they were just trying to get at Rogan's crew because I think it all started when Joey Diaz told that story about stealing that hooker's uh, wig and lighting it on fire. And, and getting blowjobs at the comedy store for, for spots. But that's normal. Like, someone, yeah, he's with some whore. I mean, yeah, I mean, some whore is not going to be getting up at the open mic. Give me a break. I know that's terrible. But I'm telling you, that's probably more consensual than you think. Like, it's not like Joey Diaz had access at the comedy store oh, to all these Joey spots. Diaz. Yeah. Listen, listen here, motherfucker. I got a bag of coke in the back. I got a. He's a, a trash bag. You, I, I love him, but dude. Says you suck my dick. He's a trash bag, dude. He went to jail for for like robbing a jewelry Kidnapping. store. Kidnapping. Dude, Kidnapping. With, with an AK-47. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know that. Yes, oh, yeah. dude. He went to jail. He and he went to jail for about, robbing. He tells yeah. a story about sneaking into a girl's room when he was hiring Quaaludes, ate her pussy, and left. Like, but yeah, they get mad. At, like, So they try to cancel Joey Diaz. That ain't going to happen. So I yeah. think they were trying to go after everyone else that was in uh, his crew. So Callen, he's kind of weak. I'm pretty sure his dad was establishment. He was CIA. CFI, yeah, CFR, shit. Council for yeah. Foreign Relations. Is that, so, yeah, and I love Sam Tripoli. I'm just saying I love Sam Tripoli. And he's with Brian. I'm like, oh, what's the deal with Brian Callen? But I actually give Brian Callen... I'm sure he's a dirtball, but like he's probably just a guy trying to make it. I don't know what the fuck, and he wants to fit into Hollywood. That's why I figured that he might be more woke than he puts out there. But I don't fucking know. These guys are all shit. I mean, Talia was a weird one. So he got all that shit. Then they found out that those emails were all edited and shit. And then, was it right before that? He's like, oh, Pizzagate? Uh, emails? Oh, okay. Like he's going on like that hardcore. I'm like, what the fuck is going on, dude? He never touches his shit. And then he gets into it. That was weird. I think they just want to get at Rogan, even though I think Rogan's controlled now. But yeah, but dude, when he went after that Pizza Gate, seriously, seriously, dude. That video? Yeah, that was. I made a video about do it. You, do you think that was the deal that was made though? When you said like you're, they were trying to get at Rogan, and then now you you just said Ken uh, Rogan's controlled. Do you think that that's the deal that was made? Well, this is how I think why Rogan's controlled. First of all, he was the he went on years ago. When he, you know, his his podcast wasn't even a big deal. He went on Penn Jillette's show and argued against the moon landing, saying we didn't land on the moon. Actually, argued an astrophysicist. Thing. That was Rogan's thing yeah. for the longest yeah. time. And then and then he had Neil deGrasse Tyson on. As soon as Neil deGrasse Tyson's like, well, they weren't going to the uh, Piggly Wiggly in that with all that gas. He's like, oh well, then we did go to the moon. So 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 this is what. But but forget that. That's the evidence I believe is his show. But see what happened was is it's a humiliation ritual with all of his friends because they couldn't humiliate Rogan. No no, we're gonna get into the humiliation. But see what they did is they put him on Spotify, guys. 
Now his show is not on YouTube. Now nobody watched him. The only reason Joe Rogan really got big, and I like Joe Rogan, I liked his stuff, I love Eddie Bravo, um, is because, guys, he was always suggested. He was the suggested video. After watching some video related, it's always, you know, a lot of times, Rogan was automatically played. So that's why his really? views were so high. You, you don't agree with that? You don't agree with that, No, Ken? I was just saying, really, because I guess I never really noticed it. I was, I was hip on Rogan for the longest time, like when he started. I think I started his, like, 200th episode, like something really early. So yeah, you've I was been there. Hip to him. So I guess I never you didn't know that the... this is what they say, because now that he's taken off his videos on YouTube, you know, his the, the the millions of views that he's not getting is so disproportionate to what he was getting. They said that a lot of them were like automatic, you know, plays. Not that oh, he wasn't replaced. popular. Yeah. Right, or, or yeah. it's like once you watch one, it's like, it's always like if I'm watching a video one. about NASA, it plays Graham Hancock and, and Rogan because it's it suggested. So what I'm saying is, is he had like some deal with YouTube. And then what they did is they put him on Spotify. Now they got him shut down. Nobody's a lot less people went to Spotify. Less so people are watching. Though. So his audience is a lot shorter. They're humiliating. They're giving him money and they're shutting him up. They're buying him. So the, there's less people awake. So he will, instead of leading the conservative domestic terrorists like us young men, now he's on Spotify, like when they put Howard Stern on Sirius. Not that Howard Stern and Sirius is the same when we're comparing apples and oranges, but it's a way to put him on a on a platform where they say you give him $100 million, but nobody's listening anymore. So that money is, they're buying his silence. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. So that's what I was going to say. So you think they put him, they paid him off to put him in a box, let him keep doing his thing. So it kind of looks like the dog and pony show is still there. He's still doing his thing, but it's not getting the reach that it used to. And the reach is what's important because guys, to, oh, yeah, to, of course. They don't care. What's important to these people, the world is not enough. James Bond, you guys had on Jay Dyer. He, a lot of that stuff in James Bond will tell you is true. It's like how they can do MI6 agents. You look at Princess Diana. She was killed in Paris. She was in a car crash in Paris, and it took over an hour for her to get from the tunnel to a hospital because what they do is they put her in an ambulance, and the MI6 British agents can work with diplomatic immunity. So, um, uh, wait, why am I talking about uh, uh, what is our point? Why am I bringing up uh, diplomatic immunity? Uh, uh, <laughs> you, uh, you, you went from you went from Rogan in the reach to 007. Oh yeah, yeah. The truth, the truth, the, 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 the truth in uh, the truth in 007 is the world is not enough. That is a that that's a movie. So if you look at a lot of all the symbology and symbolism in 007, there's a lot of realism, like the the spy, how they can work in other, how he can come to America and work with diplomatic immunity, and literally a spy can come here and like James Bond would shoot somebody in America and he doesn't have to deal with a police officer. That is actually real in society. They can really do that. And it's not always done in the open, but look up diplomatic immunity. That is actually a real thing. So there's a lot of truth in that. And then there's one of the James Bond is called the world is not enough because the world isn't enough. They can own all the property. They can have all the money, but they have to have our collective consciousness. They want to have our brain waves. They literally want to control our minds through trauma-based mind control. So it, th th that's why they have to manipulate the media so when they can control Joe Rogan, they take away his platform. And now, you know, sure, he's giving people half-truths or whatever, but his audience is much smaller. It's it, and I don't. I was never the biggest, as, not as big as Ken. Like I listen to Rogan here and there, but ever since going to Spotify, you can tell his. Sure, he has Alex Jones, which I think he gets. That's like the big guest to kind of cover those bases on there. But Alex Jones guys, is everybody's he, biggest guest, though, dude. Alex Jones is well, every podcast's we, biggest we, guest. We, we that's because Alex that Jones is a badass. Yeah, but I, and I think they use him to show he's still doing the conspiracy type stuff. But I look at some of the guests he has on, I'm just like, he, I'm like, this isn't like what Rogan built his brand and his base on. All about weird people, weird ideas, cool, like, 
not even conspiracy, just like different shit. That was always his shit. I get, That's why fitness. So I loved his fitness. That's why I loved Rogan. I mean, you know, health and stuff, learning about because I used I, to be keto. I bought, an, I bought an on it battle rope. I got kettlebells in my truck. And a battle rope. Dude, I, I love a battle Dude, a battle rope's a good exercise. You feel good. You get the. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, no shit. Yeah. There's, there's nothing wrong with going out there and lifting a kettlebell. So for every motherfucker, we can call it Joe Rogan a show, but for every fat motherfucker, and I'm including myself, that goes out there and lifts a kettlebell because of Joe Rogan, Good for Joe Rogan. He helps out every person that brings their heart rate to above 140 BPMs because of Rogan. Rogan did a hell of a job. So I, I love his fitness industry. I got so. fat as fuck. He was my real motivation, dude. And I, if I could think of for anything, thanks for bringing me up down from 260 down to 200 pounds see I you're like me I, I was i was the same thing i got to 275 and now i'm like 210 wow. i'm saying i lost i literally lost i got down to 195 but i gained about 20 back just because i'm i stopped eating meat and when i was eating the keto i was really lean but isn't that crazy though ken how, how joe rogan's dumbass because talking about that fitness stuff you don't want to be a pussy and his short little ass can do it i was like i'm gonna fucking do it I, he can do it just I can do message. It. pick up a kettlebell do some pot do 100 that is it, that's squats. interesting it's up. also kind of scary man just to think about how much influence somebody can have over Look at us. We sound like weirdos. Tell, tell us. Look, I know Shane doesn't exercise like that much. I can look at Shane's like, why would these guys exercise? Because somebody else told you to. I can tell Shane you're, you're shell-shocked. Yeah, I know, but, I, but that's... See, that's what I'm saying. I, it's, it's funny, Shane. I, I can do it on my own. I was captain of my football team. Keep on talking about sports. But I'm saying it's, it, it's, it's something else when you hear about other people doing it, though. For some reason, it makes you want to do it more. I don't know why. At least that's for me. That might not be the same for you. Um, but like I said, Rogan kind of motivated yeah. me. Well, shit, is that insane? I got, a, I got a sleeve going on because of Rogan Dobbs playing. I, I know, but Shay, so what do you think? You're, I can tell you're like, you're like seething inside. What is your opinion right now? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just, I wasn't even thinking about it in just to that scope of what you're saying, working out. I was more thinking of like, as an influencer, Joe Rogan, and not just Joe Rogan, but all these influencers in general, it's scary to think about they they influence you how to live your life and things you do on a day-to-day -day basis that's a scary thought dude i influence it's kind of a scary thought too because people tell me I messages. Know. that's what i'm saying Greg. alex i did this because <laughs> of you so i'm like dude you, we influence it's just how it works you, you it, because it's listen, a strange it's a strange realization that i've had we've done this podcast for about a year now and i mean i had that realization at some point and it was weird i was like oh shit Cause you know, I don't go into it thinking that like, that wasn't my goal or anything. You don't, I mean, it wasn't even on my radar. So it's even weirder when those situations happen, but it's weird for me to sit here and say like, Oh yeah. I, cause look, maybe you guys use the kettlebells in the rope example. And I can't think of one off the top of my head. There's something I've seen on Instagram or a person I follow or a person I listen to that they've done. And then I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go do that. So it's like, I'm not saying I'm not guilty. And I'm not sitting here looking at you guys. Like, I can't believe you would do that. I'm certainly guilty of it and have done that throughout my life. I'm just saying, it's a scary thought. Dude, it is a scary thought. But that's all. another thing. It's like, you have to have the ability to think for yourself because I don't agree with Rogan yes. on everything. You know, there's a lot yeah. of shit I obviously disagree with him. But dude, I think, you know, fit, I think that's another thing when I'm talking about mental health. Light exercise is one of the best things you can do for your mental health because what it does is it sets off a, 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 a metabolic process within your body that actually creates serotonin, which actually is proven to make you happier. So you don't have to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. You don't have to be a bodybuilder. But I just think light exercise is important for everybody. Everybody should do that. I agree. I totally agree. Can we, so we close that thought on Rogan pretty much, which I think that's just an interesting conversation because everybody knows him. And then the last thought I guess is, so all that pressure around the people around him, and that's what it was, pressure to kind of get him to make that move to Spotify. Is that what we're kind of theorizing? 
I, I don't yes. know. That's what I'm thinking. But I, there, there was something said in that back room before he signed that. That's contract. interesting. That's that's interesting, and probably sounds more close to the real story than I don't know. So what? How's Alex Jones then? Well, I mean, I, I think- here's my question. Actually, is Alex Jones Q? Oh, no, I don't even think he's organized. Uh, um, <laughs> I don't think he's organized enough to be a Q. But this is what I think about Alex Jones. There's like that conspiracy that he's Bill Hicks. And, and I used to kind of think that vibe of that. I vibe with it for a little bit because I vibe with everything. I just kind of looked at it. But then they say if you meet him, he's not the same height. So it's like, I don't know. But but Alex Jones, if you ask him his age, I think his official age is like 44 years old. So he's like really young. You wouldn't think, okay, Alex Jones I age. He was, I, mean, I thought he was like 54 or something. Exactly. Like he's 47 years old, dude. He looks like he's 57 years There's no way he's 47 years old. I remember 10 years ago when they said he was 37 years old, he looked like he was 100 years old. I remember thinking like, he is the oldest looking 37 year old in the history of mankind. So I don't know what the fucking deal is um, with Alex Jones, other than I don't necessarily think he's he's Bill Hicks is a high difference. But if you ask him about the moon landing, he's like pro moon. I believe he thinks we landed really? on the moon. I don't know if he's pro moon landing, but he I don't know. He's not anti NASA. He should be more anti NASA. I think he's like. You, yeah, do you get that? Do you get that? Do you get that impression? I've never seen him go after NASA not one time. Well, yeah, I guess you're right. Space, NASA, flat Earth, well, flat Earth, and then Israel. Like, he did, those are the three he doesn't they, touch at all. He doesn't talk about Israel, flat Earth, or NASA. Damn, that's fucking trippy, man. And Eddie that. Bravo is a badass. Eddie Bravo is the biggest flat earther. He's my personal hero. He's the one that showed me. You know, I'm a flat earther. He's taught me the shape of the earth. So I'm saying, I, 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 I steal his line all the time. Not married to the ball. Uh, exactly. The best line. Well, well, this this is how. Okay, so let me end it. Let me let me talk about this real quick. So so Eddie Bravo nails it. They say that we're on a 25,000 mile ball around the equator and that it's spinning 1,100 miles an hour. On top of that, it's orbiting the sun 66,600 miles an hour. And then on top of that, it's we're moving in concert with all the planets through the Milky Way galaxy 4.4 million miles an hour. And on top of all that, on top of all that, Polaris, the North Star, is in the same spot night after night for since recorded history that we've been recording. So nothing makes sense. And then you look at the Big Dipper in the sky. It is literally moving and twisting and turning. It, it, the, the Big Dipper, you can find it every single night. And when you watch the sun rise and sunset, that's you talking. The sun is rising. The sun is setting. It's not us falling back 1,100 miles an hour. But I hate talking about the shape of the Earth because it's such a taboo thing. And Alex Jones is right because once you start talking about the shape of the Earth, people are so indoctrinated. It makes yes. me sound like a cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And all I say is this. I say that I believe in the geocentric model, not the heliocentric model. I don't know the shape of the earth, but I know I'm not flying 1,100 miles an hour at the freaking equator. Have you have you talked to David Weiss? Are you kidding? I got a show with David Weiss every Thursday. Have you guys interviewed David Weiss yet? Oh, yeah. 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 Wait, you have a show every Thursday with him? Every th I do the Baby Truther show with David Weiss. Oh, you guys shit. didn't know I... Dude, David Weiss and I are our best friends. And David Weiss is what I went and visited him up in Connecticut. I, David Weiss is like my personal hero. Him and Jaron, you guys ever oh, listen to Jaron's? Oh yeah, no. You guys got to come on the show. We're having a show this afternoon. You guys need to call into our show. Hey, real quick though, <laughs> where where are you guys? You guys have those badass Sure SM7 mics or whatever. Uh, uh, you, are you guys at the same place? Or you guys just happen to have the same setup in different places? We used to no. So we're I'm at my apartment. Ken's at his. We used to just record here, but we were like, wait, we don't have to do this. Like, you don't have to come over and do Scrunch this. Scrunch in front of one screen. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was about to say, because you have those badass two mics. It's better to do it separate, and the audio is better because you're not in the same room. Uh, no, yeah. and you just have an, I could just tell those mics are really nice. You guys have a really professional 
You gotta get one, man. It's the best. I gotta get a Sure, I got it. I but but do you have the cloud lifter? I gotta get a Sure SMB7 or no, not yet. One of our friends uses it, and I will say her audio sounds awesome. So I think it's uh next on the list for us. You tell me the cloud lifter. Well, fuck, I'm gonna order one right now. I'm gonna order a Sure with a cloud lifter. And and then what do you have uh to what kind of mixer? You just have like a basic mixer going to it. Nothing, no big deal. Yeah, I just we use a USB audio interface. Mother trucker, I'm going to get a sure. I got this bullshit ass road. But I, uh, this is the best mic I had. My cat, uh, 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 the lavalier mic. Uh, I don't fucking know. But fuck it. This isn't that. <laughs> this isn't a conspiracy technical show. I just really, I just like, <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm saying I see those mics you're using and I'm about to buy that same fucking mic, but it's you, a $500. You have to. You have it's to. a $500 it's mic. Whatever. No, it's not about the money. I have the money to do it. I, I, I'm saying I've been building this myself. It's like, fuck, I, I have the USB mic. I have the USB mic. I have this really expensive Rode USB mic. Only reason I've been doing it is to save space because I don't want to have all the fucking cords. But at this point, I got to be like you. You guys' audio sounds so good. I got to. Dude, gotta in the single good. setup, I got it here at my place. And it's, I have like a small little audio interface. I got my arm here and I got my computer. Like, you really don't even need all these wires because they're really. You got to see my. Let's see if I can my, hold my camera. I got. I got like uh, two screens right there. I don't know if you can see it. See, look how many. Oh, you uh, have like you're in a cockpit. Shit. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> I got a screen right there, right there, and then two screens, and then yeah, you me. have a holy shit. I got a lot of <laughs> shit. It's hard to tell with the green screen, but uh, I gotta have the I gotta have a bunch of monitors because um, so I can when I have guests, you know, I gotta do display capture, but. Fair, yeah, fair hey, okay, so you guys had David Weiss, so you guys aren't married to the ball, so you guys are badass. I, I gotta tell David <laughs> that I was on y'all's show. David's so wait, gonna love it. Real quick, what's the name of the show you're gonna be doing tonight? So I it's can, a, uh, listen? You gotta listen to Baby Truther Show every Thursday. It's on my channel and Jaronism's channel, and, and it's usually every Tuesday, uh, you know, Central, uh, 2 p.m. Central Time. And, dude, I'm telling you, the Baby Truther Show, that's the best. If you guys aren't married to the ball, this is you're going to get divorced from it uh, here. But, guys, <laughs> hey, let's talk about this. This is the last thing. We're going to wrap up on this because I know we've only been an hour and a half. You guys are smart. Why is it so hard to live our truth as? Because I can tell y'all are a normal-looking, well-spoken young men like this. Elf. This is a circle jerk, even though, fuck you guys. I don't want to, man, people, I'm, I don't really mean that. I'm just Keep saying going, I don't want to sound like I'm kissing y'all's ass. This is what I'm saying. I'm jerking y'all, but. How the fuck do we live our truth, but also plug in and out of the matrix? Because you said said that uh, JK Human Vibration puts a she puts an ice pick to the matrix. But the problem is, guys, we live in a world where you have to plug back into the matrix sometimes, not even to fit in normally, but just to get along. So okay, so I think I think we actually Hotep talks about this, um, and I think he does a good. There's a number of ways to look at it, right? I think what you said how you said you have to. I think when you get yourself into any have to situations, that's not a good situation for you because you just put yourself in a box. I think when you can realize that, yeah, okay, the matrix does exist and I'll sit here and say money's fake, but at the end of the day, I still need dollars to pay my bills, to buy food, to eat, to have water, all that crap. Okay, so I have to understand that, right? You have to learn, you have to start to be smart and think strategically and learn to operate within the rules that they've defined, right? So. That probably means like you don't want to go get the nine to five job that you have to have that you have to ask your boss for days off and do all that type of stuff. You got to start to figure out ways that you can make money on your own. You have to learn to navigate within, but not be two feet in, one foot in, one foot out. You got to get to that space where it's comfortable for you. And it's not a comfortable thing to get to. So it's a lot of work. You got to kind of figure out like you're doing, you decided like, hey, I like doing this broadcast thing. I'm passionate. It's fun. 
Like that's it. You got to try and find something like that. I know it's kind of cliche to say, but you have to truly understand. I think the first step is understanding, right? Like, yes, it's the matrix. Money's not real, that whole thing. And then you can start to navigate and get out of it. The thing that Hotep says that I, I do agree with is like, we don't have to, you don't have to destroy the matrix. You don't have to break the matrix. You don't have to take the ice pick to it. You can do all that. That's fine. That's great. But he says, learn to operate within it. So that way you can start to build your own matrix, your own world. And then at that point, when you have that, when you have your own thing, the matrix that you used to live in starts to become obsolete. And he nails it with that. I mean, that, that's absolutely beautiful because guys, whether we like it or not, we do have to operate and function in the matrix. Yep. So you can't just yell at everybody. We're not on a spinning ball. 9-11 was an inside job. We're never going to get anywhere. So that's why what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to use humor and I'm trying to spread this message. And I know it's working because I've, you know, we're doing a show with you guys. So we are invoking change. I said that twice. I'm not, this isn't a circle jerk. I keep using that word, but it's like, man, I'm actually just really passionate. I really enjoyed doing this interview with you guys. It gives me actually hope for the future when yeah, listen no, I, th I thought the matrix well i was just finished i think the matrix are going to take us over and eat us up and now i'm having a little more hope that we can operate within it and expose it that way because it's like youtube they want us off of youtube that's why we got to stay there they want you off of apple podcast or whatever they want you out of the apple play store that's why you should be in there you know what i mean we should be where they don't want us to be you're hey you nailed it man life's a divine comedy and it's a tragedy. It's a tragic thing. That's another thing that, that, that people have to realize, guys. As you get older, life is going to get progressively hard. We were never promised a rose garden. But what we do is we got to learn how to turn that shit into sugar. And we got to get mentally tough, physically tough, because at, at, there's no doubt about it that you're going to face trials and tribulations in your life. And I'm not a preacher. I'm not here to preach. Because once we have the ability to see all the lies and you realize that you didn't evolve from pond scum, those little problems become small. And you're able to squash them like a bug. Yes. And then you can yes. worry about bigger yes. problems and actually finding, you know, the power within like we've been talking about all today. I love it, man. I love it. I'm glad we connected today. I'm glad we did this. Thank you so much for joining us. Hell yeah. Um, Thanks a lot, man. We got to do this, this again. This too cool, dude. Oh, Thank for you. sure. Well, I'll have you on in two weeks. We'll do it again if you guys want to come on my show. We'll do it literally in two weeks. We'll, you send me an email. We'll do another stream, update it. You guys crushed it. Uh, so I'm going to end the stream. So thank you all for the people watching the Conspiracy Castle. Thank you all for watching. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Alex. <laughs>